0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultra Hope Girls, a Rampa podcast. Today, we are super excited because this is going to be a wild ride. We are diving into Chapter 5 of V3, which there is a lot to talk about and unpack here. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, just a heads up that this episode is going to spoil. Chapter 5 of V3. Without further ado, I'm Maddie.
1: I'm Maren. And I'm Caroline and we're the Ultra Hope Girls. 1
2: 2 Welcome to the Don and Moonpuff Podcast.
1: Showtime. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <there> are. <laughs> oh yeah. boy. I was looking forward to replaying this one because I I always like forget the intricacies of this chapter, like what exactly goes down between Kikuchi and Kaito, and yeah. all of that stuff. So I was really excited to go back to this one, and it was worth it because it is a little wild, wild
0: indeed. <laughs> it's a
1: lot wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely rivals <laughs> chapter five of Game Two in a lot of ways. I think mm-hmm. too. Yeah. it's a
2: lot shorter of a chapter than i remember like i was playing it and suddenly i was like the body was there and then the investigation was over and i was like like most of this chapter felt like the trial itself
1: yes um, definitely
0: the trial i feel like is longer than usual but the rest of the chapter went by pretty quickly yeah yeah
1: i think that's true because also a lot of it is just like like it's like we're also investigating during the trial in a way, you know what I mean? Like, true, yeah. So it's like, I guess, verbal investigation slash repartee with with the exosol person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep. Oh my god. Exosol
1: person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very true. So. We start off this chapter with that image of Monokuma, who has sort of an existential crisis over all his dead children. Mm -hmm. Um, And he says, what is an irreplaceable life anyway? And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, "Okay, Monokuma, we're really starting off uh, strong here. Yeah. And then
2: like five seconds later, he forgets them.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) And that's like the beauty of Monokuma.
2: Oh, yeah. God. And then he eventually does replace
0: them.
1: Yes. Which is like the recycling. Like, there's a, a lot of themes of like recycling, like pe- people are disposable, like that sort of thing, ironically. And I'm like, I'm like, there's, but there's only five people left, or are there? Because there's sort of this implication of like, there has to be someone watching because otherwise, like, Monokuma wouldn't play by the rules, which is so like, Kokichi is so smart mm-hmm. for that. Like it's because it's true. Yeah. Like that's like the only thing keeping Monokuma accountable in theory.
0: Yeah, like Kokichi is a little like detective of his own, I think. Um he is making some really astute deductions that um seem like they check out. I mean, obviously we'll learn more later, but he really is is catching on to things that others are not
2: i think everyone in this game is playing like 2d checkers and kokichi is out here playing like 4d chess um, <laughs> like
0: it's so, he, it's so
2: true he is not only thinking about this one case at this one time but he is trying to literally end the game by beating the mastermind he's like right. Like declared himself above this low level. I murder you. I get away with it. He's trying to confuse the person who started it. And like I just I respect Kokichi in this chapter so much. Um, Do I agree with the choices he's making? Not all of them, but um, I do think it's like amazing that he is. I mean, he in the entire Danganronpa series came the closest to usurping the mastermind other than groups of people I, I like alone i think he is the person who came the closest to knocking monokuma off his throne and i think that's wild
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah and there is no one like him in any of these games like i think we've we've talked about like I especially I sp- specifically in our tier list episode i feel like you know all of us had Kokichi in our S tier. And I think a big reason why that is, is because he is really, he is one of the only characters in this game where we haven't seen someone who sort of matches that blueprint in other games in, in a way. Like ha- not all of them, obviously, but like, you know, Maddie brought up that like Peko and Maki share a lot of similar traits. And, you know, there's there's aspects of other characters that we've sort of seen, but Kokichi is like, pretty much unique. I mean, there's like very little he has in common with other characters. And so I think that's really admirable. And I have to say also in line with sort of that appreciation for Kokichi, I think this chapter also made me appreciate Kaito way more than I have in the past. Oh my gosh. Like one of my first notes from this chapter is like how Kaito is. Was- bouncing back and staying so positive like despite his illness and I think he like knows his end is coming but even though he knows his end is coming he's like I want to make sure I want to try to at least fight Monokuma while I'm still here I want I want to be here for my friends and you know all all that and I just think that is so admirable and and like ironically then what helps shuichi kind of solve the murder is understanding who kaito is deeply in his heart which is what kaito has been trying to teach shuichi all along and it's just like this beautiful yeah. like anyway i really appreciate kaito a lot more than i did in the first playthrough i gotta say
0: oh uh, i love him i love i've always loved him
1: space boy
0: before <laughs> My Actually, chronologically, my first note is just a quote towards the beginning of the chapter that I found amusing when Himiko is talking... I think she's talking to Kaito. And she says, you're such an optometrist. Can you prescribe some rose-colored glasses for me too? (laughs) And I was like, that's so funny. And then Samugi was like, I think you mean optimist. I'm like, no, she didn't. She just made a pun about prescribing
1: glasses. Right, rose-colored glasses. It's so... I I love that line.
0: There's
1: also this like deep terror of kokichi everyone is (laughs) so afraid in the beginning of this chapter of kokichi they're like does anyone know where he is where is this guy (laughs) and he's so little he can hide anywhere you know Um, but there is deep fear of him and i think it's this fear of like him not being able to be controlled you know Mm -hmm. in a way
2: oh yeah yeah. what's interesting about that fear is kaito's the one who is telling them you know like calm down forget about him over and over and it just really made me wonder when this plan started between Kaito and Kokichi and I know in the trial it's kind of established that like they got into this conflict and arrows were shot and then at that point Kokichi was like hey like we should try and and I like kill me basically that was the theme in summary but i don't know i just it's hard for me not to trust Kaito when he says that that was the timeline because he rarely seems to lie about stuff like that but he was so not worried at the beginning um that it just made me question it a little bit
0: yes that and Kokichi literally wrote like an entire book worth of like script for Kaito for for Kaito I love that like and I just am like where did he find the time to do that like I also don't really think that like I don't think that Kaito was going along with something way earlier than that scene but I do think that Kokichi may have had stuff in his mind like way in advance like he may have even found a way to like predict or manipulate what Maki was going to do and like everything in that scenario like I just think he was thinking so far ahead yes Um, it's just crazy oh my god 4D chess right there it's right 4D chess. It's like it's beyond even four dimensions. It's like tesseract chess.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> infinite dimensions.
1: <laughs> That's so good. No, but it's That'd it is so true. Title. But I the other thing, the other thing is I think Kokichi always knew that it was going to be Kaito, right? I think he always knew it was going to be him, yeah. at least to a certain point, because he knows when people are lying. So he knew Kaito is lying about the severity of his illness. Yep. And he knew that if he were to corner him, like he's the one who, who uses the Exosol to kidnap Kaito. I think he did that no- with this plan already in place. Like, I think he already, he knew every step. I mean, he is pure chaos, but he also is like, he's a very, he's very good at planning his chaos, like ahead of time. And he thinks all his things through, like there's no way he could have gotten away with this if he wasn't like a, um what's, I'm, I'm really into criminal minds right now. They always say that the, the killers are, like, very methodical or they, they are very organized. Yes, and he yes. is very organized, even though he's not he a is. killer, obviously.
0: Yeah, um, he's planned everything. I think, honestly, the chaos is a front, you know? I don't right. think there's anything about him that's truly chaotic other than just that others can't predict what he's going to do. But he knows in his mind what, like, he's not, yes. like,
2: he's a planner. I really think he He's is. a
1: planner. He's a J. He's a J.
2: <laughs> he has got a bullet journal, and we all know it. And we all oh, know,
1: yes. <laughs> and we all know his August theme is is folklore by Taylor Swift because August Period. slipped away like a bottle of wine.
2: August slipped away like, like a bottle of wine. wine. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lost real key and a or sorry, lost. Well, I can't speak or type apparently we got a last real key and a real last key which was very interesting because it kind of implies that the real last key is fake because it's not a real key the yeah. other key was the real key but this is a last no a real last key <laughs> so there are more keys to come
1: well we'll have to <laughs> just find out <laughs> just you know
0: it's always uh interesting yeah. to think about the the syntax of the english language there and which adjective is more important because generally i think we we go with the the last adjective is the most important so like the last real key is a real key but it might not actually be the last, last key. key the right. real last key might not actually be real but it is the last key
2: right <laughs> I mean, my god like maddie is a hot sexy lady oh thank you
1: but oh, is I'll she a sexy hot lady Yes, no, she
2: is. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> Maddie, no. <laughs> so we we find Kaito's lab, which is space mm-hmm. sp- spaceship Armageddon. JK, I don't really know. Why is it behind Kokichi's door? I think that this is just a way to, like, kind of mess with us, I think. Honestly, yeah, that's just my theory on it. Do you all have any opinions on it?
0: I hadn't really thought of that because... Yeah I don't know I think just there's a lot in this school that's not as it seems and it's just kind of a way to subvert your like expectations I think so I kind of agree with that.
2: Um, Yeah I don't know. The only thing I could think of because we haven't found Kokichi's lab yet like his personal lab but this is kaito's lab and it's up six flights of stairs which is really cruel to someone who's very sick <laughs> and yeah. so, my thought was maybe that staircase was going to just <laughs>
1: Oh my god, the the staircase up to Kaido's lab is (laughs) kokichi's lab. This is what I, yeah, that's what I think as well. Now that is canon, now, (laughs) yeah, no, that is definitely canon. Um, Absolutely, that's
0: just because like it's like Kokichi just like built the staircase, it like you originally was like one story, and Kokichi just kept adding stairs in the middle (laughs) and like making it taller and taller just to mess with Kaido. Another
1: one, (laughs) another Another one,
0: one. (laughs) um, yeah, I. I'm kind of honestly bummed that we didn't spend more time in Kaito's research lab. We yeah. literally get like the one little kind of in and out, and then we find the um, writings on the Gopher Project. Maki brings up the idea that it sounds like Noah's Ark, which was also my theory at this point, along with Marin, that they were like being sent into space to like colonize another planet. But I really feel like there could have been there was like there, there could have been so much more. We could have found out in that research lab if people started like fiddling around with some of the equipment or like really digging for like I don't know I I feel like there could have been more there we just kind of went in and out
1: that's fair yeah the gopher plot. as soon as I heard the words gopher project I was like Noah's Ark (laughs) (laughs) immediately because I was like I'm indoctrinated into that for my whole life but it is interesting because that story is sort of a message of like weirdly enough noah's trust in god and god's promise to noah that he will never wipe out humanity in this way again and so it sort of like makes sense that there were protesters sort of saying like this is you know that we deserve this earth deserves this because you know they I'm sure they've heard that Bible story before and has have seen it before. And now they're saying like, oh, this is like, quote unquote, God's will or like the will of the universe, so to speak. You know, that's what they were protesting. And it also kind of implies that the kids that they have gathered are like chosen, chosen by Hope's Peak, Makoto Nayagi, I guess is God in this scenario but anyway higher
0: power like
1: (laughs) right i know but it it, it does come with the promise of like after you know noah comes off the ark that god won't ever do anything like that again and it is interesting now that we're i don't know it's re it's happening again in history all of that stuff but yeah it's a very yeah bible stuff man it's also a way that from the bible
2: story it's used to wipe out evil it comes about because of a rise in evil which i think is interesting um with the story that we're getting from these flashback lights of you know like chaos is occurring in the world and like i mean it's like very similar pathways like i guess i'm just saying that it was a very accurate metaphor right um, yeah, yeah like it's yeah. wiping
1: out the remnants of despair right it's like right. God, yeah wiping cleansing out cleansing
2: the... and purifying
0: right. the earth with not with water but with meteors and fire this time
1: and one yeah. of the chosen was kokichioma <laughs> and <Whoa>. karekiya shinguchi <laughs> <I know laughs> and himago and <laughs> <laughs> go and gonta Aww. listen if gonta was one of the chosen i would understand he's just a little guy you know
2: he's just a little guy
1: a little yeah, i mean guy. he's a
0: big guy but he's, a he's little just guy. he's just a little guy he's a little guy heart
2: i saw yeah. someone commented on our chapter four part one video on spotify and they said um gonta deserved better and
1: yeah no i part agree of Yeah, Yeah, I gotta say, I've I've kind of changed my tune. I mean, obviously I don't like he's kind of annoying, but I he didn't deserve what he got. Obviously, none of them really do, but
2: no, yeah. um,
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I do um, want to say real quick before we get off of the Noah's Ark topic, the title of the chapter is Voyage Without Passion or Purpose. And I almost wonder if that is related to the Noah's Ark reference, um, because in Noah's Ark, there is a passion and a purpose, um, debatably, um, if you you know, want to take it that way. Um, but in this chapter, you could say that because of the ending i don't know if this is jumping too far forward um but because monokuma is not taken out at the end and the plot to foil him by you know not having an answer doesn't work out then you could say that this voyage the snow is arc throughout chapter five doesn't have a, a purpose i don't know
1: right and also once the kids or i should say students i guess once they like See the outside world and experience that, you know. Shuichi, go, I think, like a whole forty-eight hours passes by without him even getting out of bed because he doesn't have a purpose and no there's no passion for staying alive. And none of them have that, you know. There's even conversation about just like ending it, like at at, at like yeah. the dining hall, you know. And so there's just a lot of that. Yeah, mm. that
0: was a rough scene.
1: Yeah, I know that was, was very yeah. sad.
2: I was going to say, like, in that scene, kind of, I guess, transferring into that, there is a lot of survivor's guilt in that scene. Yes. Um, And I think from an outside perspective, it can look a little bit silly um, that they have this chance. They're the only people who are given the chance to live and are not necessarily wanting to take that opportunity. But I think that that kind of belittles the experience of survivor's guilt and just like the fact that all of that pressure of so many lives are on their shoulders. Like, I don't know, I just think it's important to remember that survivor's guilt is very real. And I don't know, I just can't imagine what kind of pressure that would be putting on these people's lives. Um, Yeah, just, yeah, sad.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely yeah
2: yeah
0: and like in a situation like that even if you're given like the opportunity to live and survive it's like if you're all of your family and friends like all of your loved ones are gone then it's like the the meaning in your life without any of your friends
2: or family or loved ones is much lacking so yeah 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 and now they're these 16 but they're not really 16 right they're seven and so it could feel like a failure that they didn't even know they were failing at like just oh yeah Mm
1: -hmm. that's what i was thinking of too yeah and one of them it can't even reproduce yeah (laughs) kibo little keeps i forgot about that i was like (laughs) who can't reproduce (laughs) Which, speaking of Kibo, I do want to touch on the scene that we have in the Exosol room where he goes under the hydraulic press. He's literally like, let me see if I am if I am a person, like if I am worth like this press stopping crushing me and it doesn't stop, which is so sad it is so it is. sad
0: i liked his little hot dog roll out of the
1: i know that is a great animation movie moment. That, that
0: was so funny but yeah like poor guy i mean like i wasn't expecting it to stop because like he is a robot he's not right. a living organism so depending on what the sensor is detecting like he's probably not gonna fit that category but he also he says things about like um like i think at one point he asks Shuichi to, like, test the electro hammer on him to see if Mew thought of him as human or not. And it's, like, so sad, because like, I mean, we'll never know for sure what Mew- how Mew saw him, but I think she definitely saw him as more than just a robot, like, a piece of technology, you know? I think they had, like, a, a special bond.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think they definitely had a special bond.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah,
2: yeah. Poor little kids. It's so sad. And Shuichi... This is one of those scenes where I don't feel like he handles it very well. Um, <laughs> not that he has to handle every scenario. Perfectly. He just let the press keep forth. going. He let it keep going. But not only that, When the I believe it's when the Hammer discussion comes out. He describes testing it as a waste of the Hammer's power. And I just <laughs> feel like maybe Shuichi didn't consider that that w- was really... In a way, calling Kibo a waste of time, like the (sighs) connection could be made there. And I was like, Oh, Shuichi, buddy, come on.
1: It kind of reminds me of like how, because okay, we could obviously get into the conversation of like, um, we talked about this so much in, um, with Chiaki, how like if you are like replicating a personality through a computer like is it that person or is it like a computer you know that whole debate of like and I won't get back into that but weirdly enough this doesn't quite remind me of that I don't that doesn't come to mind with Kibo it almost reminds me more of like in Buffy with like the lore of like the vampires with souls how like You know, they're still the demon, but it's like there is like a soul and I and that's kind of how I view Kibo in a way it's like he is a robot but he has a soul whatever that means, you know, because he's not replicating a personality he's just Kibo and right. i he's and 17. i don't know they they right they somehow put, put a little soul in him i want to believe that he's got he is human in that way you know because he he feels he hasn't he has a consciousness which then goes away by the end of the chapter his conscience is like gone <laughs> which is so sad it's like pinocchio without his conscience he just wants to be a real boy okay what is he without his conscience <laughs> um but anyway yeah it just it, it it's like even hard to think of him as like a machine because he doesn't feel like one you know Mm -hmm. weirdly yeah 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 and it also
2: brings up the question of let's say he hadn't rolled out of the press would Shuichi be the blackened like because if he's not (laughs) a person is it murder
0: I mean I think that Hmm. I, I don't remember exactly but I I think at some point in like chapters one or two earlier on that Monokuma says something about like yes, killing Kibo would also be considered Right,
1: murder. would be considered <laughs> oh, okay. murder. We mm-hmm. have our answer. Yeah, it's because he has a soul.
0: Yeah, even yes. if he's not human, he is one of the participants in the game. Yes, um, right. And so, yeah, I think <laughs> he would have been the black, and, and then he would have had to explain, like, um, well, Kibo asked me to test this out and it didn't go well, and then trial ends and that's it. That would have been a very, very short chapter. Right, it
1: would just be
0: that. But, um, right away at the Exesol all hangar we like i mean we we've been new we know it's the the next murder is going to take place there because there are rules and there's like the security and oh it gets sets off get it gets set off this way but not this way and then you know we have Chekhov's hydraulic press and everything right. um but <laughs> i don't know about y'all but i was still shocked when we eventually you know found the carnage and we'll get that we're not quite there yet but the I, carnage this this chapter was I guess because what Marin was saying before, it felt like the pre-investigation was so short. Like, I definitely expected somebody to die in that hangar, but I did not
1: expect it so soon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I really agree.
2: I almost feel like it's because we had the whole thing where you escape and you see the outside world, blah, blah, blah. Just going to pass over that like it was nothing. <laughs> um, but Kokichi we'll says... Yes. Kokichi says when we see that, he's like, the killing game's over. I'm the mastermind. No more death is gonna happen. And it's almost like that is an accelerant. Like it just right saying we're done with the killing game is like taboo. It just <laughs> Makes it
1: happen even faster. I feel like yeah. that is so true though, actually <laughs> throughout all of Dog and Rompa, it's like, okay, no one else is gonna kill each other, and then something else happens, you know. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yep. nobody knocked on wood so
1: oh, right man. i know it's true wow
2: if only they had us
1: there we'd tell them we'd show yeah. them oh, um huh. and we do yeah. also get to see the outside of rentaro's lab we don't know what it is in there right. but we and see it, looks it
0: really morbid yeah like it, so it looks like it, his ultimate talent is going to be something like like mockies honestly like
1: right if if the like cover dark. is any indication of yeah, the yeah. inside we'll see who knows it could just be like look scary on the outside but then on the inside it'll be like ultimate puppy trainer yeah you know? <laughs> knives on the door <laughs> yeah obviously <laughs> i don't know or it could
0: be like um oh god what else can you do with knives You could be like the ultimate like vegetable chopper
1: right something. sushi chef yeah that's what i was (laughs) thinking too.
2: there's also a bat
1: with nails on
2: it that's actually the newest way to chop an onion is with a bat with nails with nails you just smash (laughs) it you gotta wear eye protection though
1: yeah i'd be crying Um, all over the place with that.
0: so my next note is when they they look at the outside so if you have anything before that go ahead
1: well do we have that scene with maki and kaito and Shuichi in maki's lab before that is that before that Mm. yes yes it is because kaito gets
0: kidnapped
2: after that
1: so cute this is the this is like maki like helping kaito build the like um the arrow is sorry the crossbow i've i've seen buffy i should know what a crossbow is come on guys (laughs) um yeah maki building helping kaito build the crossbow is very much like the role reversal of like the guy helping the girl play pool at the bar you know what I mean it was like very that vibe (laughs) and I just kept being like oh my god these two are so cute and it's so canon and it is literally canon I kind of forgot if it was like so explicit but it is very explicit it
0: is Maki reveals Um, her true feelings at the at the end of it oh
1: it makes her so sad she's so sad oh but yeah, and then I also just like this moment of Maki calling Kaito and Shuichi high maintenance. I feel like a lot <laughs> of like men love to say like, oh, these women are so high maintenance. But she's right. the one kind of wrangling these two like little emotional fuddy duddies around, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so that was a sweet scene. It was just sort of like kind of it's even sadder knowing what's to come. You know, I was like, oh, God, I hate this so much because I know, like, what's happening next. and It was so sad. Anyway, um, but yes, now I'm ready to see the outside world. Oh, the outside world.
0: Um, or, Maren, were you going to say something else about Maki and Kaito?
2: that's not? R.I.P. Oh, okay.
1: Rip. Rip. <laughs> I know beautiful love.
0: They're so cute. And they're so perfect for each other. It just, uh, we never get to have anything good in this <laughs> um, series but anyway this
1: is why we can't have nice (laughs) things i don't know if our listeners could tell but Marin is brush off the Eris tour (laughs) we're
2: at two songs already (laughs) how many will we have by the end
0: (laughs) okay yes so they get through next they get through the underground passage um finally and they get to this is the first killing game in this series where they get to open the big round door before it's all the over. The end of the game. Yep. And um, and what they see is, I, I feel like considering the trend of the reveal of the outside world in games one and two, this shouldn't be like really that much of a surprise, right? Game one, very similar situation. The whole world and society had collapsed and there was despair everywhere and like terrorism and whatever and anarchy and yeah. And then game two, similar vibes with the the own the people realizing they themselves had like caused a lot of that grappling with what they what they had they themselves had done and now game three again with like the ruins of the outside world being like ta-da outside world was not what you thought it was you know um there's just more despair and um our theory about them being in space was not totally off the mark but they're currently not in space anymore and they are on the um remnant of the burning dead earth i can't help but wonder if that's maybe like a little bit of a metaphor for like climate change maybe just a little bit and also oh donganrappa predicted covid
1: too yeah literally what the heck <laughs> i remember playing it <laughs> on um stream with Marin for the first time literally fra- it was like april 2020 that we did that and we were like oh my god this is so crazy it was unnerving because
0: i this game came out in 2018 right it was a 2017 2017 yeah yeah so three years later (laughs) at least we didn't have to deal with the meteorites in
1: real life and now it's six years later
2: at least we didn't have to deal with the meteorites
1: so true (laughs) listen it really could have been worse (laughs)
2: yeah it's just oh, motivational
0: <laughs> so
1: true <laughs> hmm.
0: oh man and also uh, i think yeah, like I... this virus the implication is that this virus in this game is insanely deadly i mean like yeah. there's the picture of like dead bodies littering the streets of like the city and like that stuff With it's like very very like apocalyptic level like i think the implication is like it killed the majority of the population
1: Right. Which, I have to say, Makoto was the one who came up with the plan to, like, put this these people on the ship to, like, mm-hmm. you know, save humanity. And I just, you know... Makoto now has seen two killing games where there have been 16 people involved. Would he not maybe think, oh, maybe I shouldn't put six, exactly 16 people on this thing so that perhaps another killing game doesn't happen. Like, what is, <laughs> what is the logic there? It's like, Bestie, you have been through this so many times and you're not even pausing to think for one second that you put 16 ultimate students on this <laughs> ship. What? anyway he's a
2: nostalgic guy what can we say i
1: <laughs> know he, he loves he's like i see how, how we all bonded we could be they could be bonded like we were oh god no i'm just kidding obviously oh
0: but. my goodness yeah at least make it he like was... 17
1: right yeah 15 <laughs> too many well I'm the first one was
0: supposed to be 50 well sort of 15 and then it was Mukuro ikisaba the 16th student lying hidden somewhere inside the school watch out for her
1: so true girl <laughs> thank you <laughs> That is so classic uh, when I talked to uh, my co-host Emily for my other podcast about Ropa after she played it she just said like I, it was so good and, and obviously so thematically great however I cannot get over the amount of times things were repeated and I would just be like oh my god can we just like be done with this and I was like literally though speaking of
2: we had to watch that press like eight times <laughs> so- times
1: which is so terrible because it's so gory it's like it's terrible like it's like they're treating it like we're watching a grape being squished yeah and it's like that is a human person in there we really did have to watch that so and the amount of times they would like play it up until the point where it would right before the stop and then play it again to the stop
2: People who associate Kokichi with grapes are going to really love that you oh just described his death as a grape. <laughs> that's
1: tossed. so true. I've totally forgotten that's a thing. Oh. That's so God. awesome. Uh,
2: unintentional. Speaking, lore.
0: Of, speaking of Kokichi, um, his moment, his villain monologue moment <laughs> after the reveal of the outside world. Um. Also, a bit unexpected because we've never had um. You know, someone in a dog and Rumble game, just Chapter Five, hop in and be like, "Yeah, I'm the mastermind." Hehe. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we later learn is not the case, but he really starts. You know, he's really playing up the villain act.
2: You know. I want to say, and Caroline watched me play this game, so you can call me on this if that is if this is inaccurate but i don't think i ever believed he was the mastermind Mm -mm. um like it was Uh, he's just not the type of guy who would do that and by yeah Yeah. he's too obvious (laughs) like the whole game but like he's been way too Sysiosis. and he wouldn't share it like he would not be the type of mastermind to be like haha i just decided that now i'm going to tell you this like, i'm
1: the mastermind
2: I'm... Whoa. yeah,
1: yeah that's i just true. Mm. i will say yeah. at this point in the game and actually multiple chapters before this point in the game knew who the mastermind was <laughs> yeah. and
0: i oh, think yeah. oh you had it spoiled for you didn't you
1: no
2: no she guessed it
0: in oh like
1: no
2: you the first
0: 10 right. minutes you're right you predicted it from like chapter three
1: yeah and and, and did. i you did. You did i remember telling Marin. i was like it's not kokichi it's it's this is the answer to the mastermind question is all i'll say i guess and um and she was like she was like no way you know what I mean? <laughs> well, no but you no were way. sort of like
2: about who it was but I did not think it was Kokichi. I right, feel right, pretty strongly, no. yeah. Because, I yeah, it's like when Dwight in The Office, they do that murder mystery, and he's like, it's never who you think most think it is, and it's never who you least think it is. But it's like, he's too obvious. Like, he, it's worth yeah. way too obvious that it's, oh, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, no, I, I didn't believe Caroline's theory um, about who the mastermind was until, I believe, chapter... It might have been this chapter, actually. Chapter five. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. Yeah, but yeah. no, she was, she was quick.
0: I can't remember quick, when quick she told on me
2: Because
0: I think I asked her to hold off on it because I, I knew that she was so good at predicting things that I didn't want it to be like a spoiler. I can't remember when she told me that, but...
2: Caroline's predictions equal spoilers.
0: <laughs> Caroline has a very good, good ability to do that. Um, yeah, I would say like in terms of like with the Dwight thing, like the most obvious suspicious person was absolutely Kokichi the whole time and like the least one that you'd like least expect would have would have probably been like Gonta you know
2: oh as the mastermind yeah yeah that's true yeah or even Shuichi I feel like is so I don't know not suspicious at this (laughs) point but maybe it's just that way because we like know him
0: yeah yeah and also, I don't think they pull the whole, like, oh, you are actually evil the whole time. You're the protagonist. Blah, 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 like, twice in one game.
2: Yeah. That's true. Or, or maybe they would. <laughs> Three not. times in one game.
0: Four <laughs> times in one game. What if, like, every chapter, the protagonist was different? Like, every <laughs> single time. every time, time they the killed
2: them.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. No, that would be too predictable.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Absolutely not. Um, um, my
1: favorite quote... Yeah.
0: From this entire chapter, from monokuma if you say Dog and Rampa is your reason to live, I couldn't be happier. Definitely directed at uh, the three of us, right?
1: They they said, right. uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, true. <laughs>
0: It was so pointed.
1: <laughs> it was so pointed. It was like, "Hi, at the players of this game, you are silly gooses Yep. It's me. <clears throat> hi, hi. I'm the, I'm the problem. I'm it's me. Me. That's three. Everyone. Yep. Okay. <laughs>
0: We'll try to make as many references as we can.
1: In this one yep. episode, of course. Naturally. Naturally. Nice. And I do like the scene where we sneak in to see Kaito. Oh. And and he's oh, like, my heartstrings. when times are hard, you gotta rely on your friends. And it's so good and again i feel like every time we have like kaito's death slash kaede's death both are like very impactful on chuichi and it's like their spirit lives on within him and slash like within the others and it's very it's very sweet and that was so sad to watch i was (laughs) like no no no
0: yeah that scene where they're talking through the bathroom window i got so sad after that scene because I was so certain that that was the last time they were ever gonna speak because there were just like so many death flags like in that conversation coming from Kaito that it was like Kaito's gonna be dead tomorrow morning like there's
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kaito's gonna be dead tomorrow morning
0: (laughs) I was like so upset but then he wasn't but then he he was was. so Mm -hmm. this chapter is an emotional roller coaster for me I love Kaito so much I'm so this is so hard
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: (laughs) But anyway, Maren, I loved your reference um, in the Discord when you were streaming yourself playing this chapter when you referenced 13 Sentinels. Because (laughs) I... (laughs) With the naked robot pilots. um, (laughs) Because I kept thinking, like, during the trial, I was like... Because when he's, like, playing... uh, When he's, like, pretending to be Kokichi during the trial, I know this is jumping forward, but it's the reference he made. um, I kept thinking, like, Kokichi's in there naked. Like they flushed his clothes down the toilet, <laughs> <laughs> and so at the point when I was assuming it was Kokichi in there, I was like, "He's literally naked in there, and and piloting the robot with his nipples."
1: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh. true. Yeah, oh but no, gosh. alas, we do alas. get confirmation though that Kaito has multiple of that jacket. Yes. So yes. this is true at least
2: two. And I did feel like because they both lost their clothes during the um entire chapter I guess that we might have a situation of a classic I don't dance from high school musical too so uh, on our hands. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it does feel very um, I don't dance enemies to yeah. lovers, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bet there's people out there who ship those two. Oh, oh my god yes maddie wait maddie said i bet i was like yeah it, it's uh a lot of people shipping. you would
2: win that bet yes that's why i would bet it that's why I, would I know i'm it. right genius. <laughs> i mean yeah maddie is playing 1d jack check-
0: like, no i'm playing like um like connect four <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh
1: my God.
2: <laughs> it's so That's cruel. amazing.
0: Oh. Um, I, I just have... have like a handful of scattered notes before the investigation. Yeah, Actually, I don't then. have that many left. Um, I don't
1: have many either. So, yeah, go ahead.
0: I think it's really awesome that Maki is the only one who never goes into depression mode after they learn about the outside world. And she is like unfazed, like, out there doing stuff planning an attack strategy you know planning on how to get kaito back and she goes and like rallies everyone while they're like in bed like crying and sad and i don't know maki's a little badass i think you know she's probably been through a lot of seriously hard things in her life in the past and so she's probably no stranger to adversity um but i do have mad respect for her for that for like rallying everyone she really is like a leader in this chapter she really is and i'm proud of her our girl
1: she really is until the trial
2: yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
1: but but that kind of makes sense
2: i almost feel like she is a representation of how beneficial it can be to have positive relationships in your life you know like throughout traumatizing time like times like Kaito saying you need to have friends you can rely on because you could make the argument that everyone's friends, but in reality, like they're almost like trauma bonded friends where they <laughs> haven't had a second to breathe and just <laughs> connect, you know. Whereas, yeah. like, Shuichi has lost Kaito as a friend in this chapter, he starts off being really angry at him, and so when this news hits, his support system would theoretically be Maki, who I mean she's not very open in terms of like having deep conversations and she's definitely closer to Kaito, I would say. And so, I don't know, just the difference in reactions from someone who feels like she has people to connect with and talk to and work for with um, is kind of interesting.
1: It's true, but it, it also makes me think of how the two of them, their personal Kaito and Maki's personalities are so different that they both benefit shuichi in different ways right like yeah like that's why we have multiple fr- friends that's why right. you know yeah
0: because you guys have more than one friend
1: no my only friend is um in the zoom call mm. <laughs> <laughs> maddie's like a, is it a massive
0: <laughs> a massive boom of thunder happened right after you said that
1: Oh, I wish I could have heard that. That would have been so funny on on the call. Oh, like that for reason.
2: dramatic effect. Right. Yeah. She's like, I have one friend.
1: <laughs> and you will fight to the death.
0: It's Thor, <laughs> actually.
1: It's Thor's my Thor's my bestie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have one more note before we find the body. The body? Well, not really the body okay. at all. It's like the mush oh awesome, my
1: Jim. god don't say that
0: i'm so sorry <laughs> the just the the gore who is kira k-i-r-a when samugi is
1: oh definitely talking no, talk about
0: going to kill kokichi oh 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 okay because samugi says yeah that's sort of the sort of thing the remnants of despair or kira would do and i've not seen death else.
1: oh my god remnants. What?
0: maddie i know that's one maddie. of the ones i need to watch I think I think that's gonna that's got to be my next one after Buffy.
1: It yeah, <laughs> the fact you haven't seen that is actually shocking to me. That, shocking, yeah, like I am befuzzled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured if you had seen it, you would at least have one Death Note poster on your wall.
2: Yeah, that's true. Oh. You're gonna love yeah. it. You oh are, my dude. Gosh.
1: You are gonna eat it up. Eat it up. You're gonna gobble <laughs> just it right like up. how,
2: just like how light eats that potato chip. Am I right, Death Note fans?
1: So true. So true, bestie.
2: <laughs> I'm going to take this potato chip
1: and eat it. it. <laughs> Maddie, you're going to love it. It's great.
2: I only have one more note. Okay, uh, go for it, which is they have the flashback light when they're all feeling pretty down that tells them that they are hopes peak students and immediately they feel more empowered um and i think it's an interesting look as well into how labels can empower or depower you um Mm -hmm. like nothing changed about them as people they were just given a label and that made all the difference um yeah i don't really have any commentary on that but it's just interesting
1: Yeah I know that was very a very interesting moment when that flashback light was all it took for them to sort of be like oh we got this I'm like wait hold on but I guess it's sort of like seeing that you are humanity's last hope sort of in a way then gives you that push to be like okay we'll do this for humanity you know kind of thing. Yeah
0: and I also think like there's something about Hope's Peak Academy that just, like, elevates them to, People like, just, superhero status. They're they just like,
1: love that place. They're so yeah. obsessed with it.
0: Yeah, it's, like, the <laughs> pinnacle of society for some reason. You're so obsessed um, with me. They're, like,
1: they're like <laughs> so obsessed with me. Oh, Hope Speak Academy. JK, JK. But, yeah. yeah. Is that it for this episode, I guess? Because then we're talking about the That's case. I and then spoiler notes which i don't have a whole lot it's kind of hard to talk spoilers in this one just because chapter six to, six is upon us yeah.
2: Um, yeah i don't have
1: a ton either i have some investigation notes
0: a couple of trial notes and a couple of spoiler notes okay
2: um, yeah
1: then why don't yeah. we cover investigation and then and um trial in the next one just because i feel like they're so like yeah we're gonna move along and do a bedwet behead before we wrap up today's episode today we are going to be choosing between kaito kokichi and maki because they're the you know the people involved in this whole shebang they're the people who were in the hangar so to speak the ones in the room where it happened the ones in the room where it happened in fact yes that is so true
2: this is a little bit of a toughie um because specifically between wedding either kaito or maki because kaito i think would be infuriating at times and maki i think would be infuriating at times so um with that logic but of-
1: <laughs> i
2: <laughs> believe that i would wed maki i would bed kokichi and i would behead kaito yeah.
1: Wow. okay
2: i think i think kaito and i are too similar um and also, I think he would infuriate me more, um, which we'll we'll get into in part two. I do appreciate him more, but I have thoughts to share in part <laughs> two. So
1: come okay. back in two weeks. <laughs> mm. I, I know think, my answer. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Maddie. I'm I'm kind of stumped. I would wed Kaito
0: <laughs> because I love him um, a lot, and I would probably bed Maki. And behead Kokichi just because I can't I can't see myself with Kokichi in any capacity at all. Um is that because he's mush
2: now or uh uh-uh! No? Too soon? He's a Too bunch soon. of mush grapes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. R I P. Rip. Um, I think I would behead oh God, I don't know. Oh man. I would be head Kokichi. I think that's tough though between him and Kaito. It's 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 hard for the betting situation. I'm not quite. I, I don't know who to pick for that. So I think I would bet Kaito, just because at least it would de- be an affirming and positive experience. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that is fine, I guess. And then I Wait a would <laughs> hold on. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and then I think I would wed Maki. Yeah, she's pretty. pretty. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ultra Hope Girls and Rumpa podcast. We are so glad you're here. Tune in in two weeks for our analysis on this case. It is wild in here. It's a little wild in here. And we have a lot to say, so definitely make sure you tune in for that. If you'd like to hear more Dog and Rumpa content and just Ultra Hope Girls content, follow us on Patreon. The lowest tier is just $2 a month and you get access to a bunch of cool bonus episodes that we've done over the three years. Can you believe that we've been doing this podcast? Um and yeah we're on twitter on facebook on instagram we're ultra hope girls podcast pretty much everywhere and if you have a question for us and want to leave us a voicemail the link is in the episode description and we'll see you in two weeks bye